Hi guys, welcome back to IDA Summit Screen One, and you know uh, this uh, this is a much-awaited session that we are going to start in some minutes. So let me introduce you to uh, Miss Neha Satruddin from PRK uh, Angel Studio. She's with us, and you know it is a very very power-packed. Uh, uh, a session that is going to happen. I know a lot of you are waiting for this session to go on. So let me quickly, you know, without further ado, let me uh, introduce Miss Neha. Uh, Neha uh, is a senior BIM specialist at uh, BRK Angel Group, where she strategizes and implements office-wide design technology workflows, while also supporting architectural teams to deliver projects in BIM. After graduating from that institute, School of Architecture, Neha started off her professional career at BAMO as an interior architectural designer where she was first introduced to BIM. That is so great. She took the initiative to self-train in Revit and other BIM softwares and upon realizing the potential of growth within that niche, decided to pivot into a BIM specialist role. Welcome Neha to IIDA Summit and all of us cannot just, you know, wait to hear you regarding, you know, uh, the topic that you are going to speak on, which is Revit templates and content development strategy at BIG. And uh, all of us are looking forward to, you know, uh, eagerly waiting for the session. So let us start. Thank you. Thanks. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, thanks for the intro. Um, I'm honored <laughs> to, to be presenting. Um, hello, everyone. Um, I hope everyone's enjoying the summit so far. So today, um, I will be talking about um, a seemingly simple but um, yet, you know, crucial topic of BIM content and template development strategy at BIM. A little bit about myself. I am Neha Satruddin. Um, and I'm a senior BIM specialist at BR Kingles Group, uh, also commonly known as BIG, and I'm based out of New York. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar, uh, BIG is a global architecture firm headquartered in Copenhagen, Denmark, uh, with offices across uh, Europe, Asia, and North America. Um, and <clears throat> we have projects even more further, wide, uh, more widely spread out. Um, so we work on a range of project typologies, um, you know, from multi-residential to institutional. And BIM is a is our pro primary project delivery approach. Um, so almost all of our projects that move past concept design are um, delivered in um, in BIM, and uh, we are supported by the BIM the big BIM team um, in each of our five offices. Uh, so we're involved uh, from schematic design through project completion. Globally, there are about 500 fixtures um, across five locations. Um, and BIM at BIG is an independent unit. Um, so in each of our offices, we have a BIM department. Um, and I am one of three uh, in the New York office. So essentially, our primary responsibility is to support uh, production uh, strategy. and um, delivery of projects, uh, including documentation, geometry, coordination, and analysis. 
And before uh, we kick off any project, we work with the project leads on the team to outline a production strategy uh, in accordance with the scope and timeline of the project. This then informs our day-to-day -day responsibilities as BIM specialists on the team. And these responsibilities obviously vary um, from phase to phase, starting with uh, setting up of the model, drafting protocols in the BIM execution plan, uh, training any new or returning Revit users, uh, modeling geometry, managing data, um, auditing models, and finally, in the, at the very end, um, harvesting the content for for our um, libraries. So everybody kind of knows, um, you know, it's it, that build that building and maintaining a healthy model is 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 a challenge. And uh, the first step uh, to building a clean model is clean content and standardized workflows. So here at Big, um, we're constantly developing and managing content as well as strategizing for streamlined workflows. And talking about Revit, Revit specifically, uh, we create a pretty, we've created a, a pretty robust template for, for the teams. So this is um, a starting view of our template um, that shows some of our basic project information. Um, coming to the project browser, uh, we have customized this um, and customize the organization of it um, using a few custom parameters that allow us to sort and group its contents according to the to our internal needs and project deliverables. So each category is in in the project browser is uh, kind of grouped uh, separately into into subgroups, and so within views we have a set of originals. Um, these contain unfiltered views that are meant for, that are meant to kind of show everything um, that is visible in the model. Um, so all uh, model contents, um, categories, links, work sets are all turned on. Um, and they're only, they're never meant to be sheeted. They're only kind of meant to be used to duplicate and uh, create views for documentation. So next we have um, production views. And these are actually the views that get documented and annotated on um, for, for our construction sets. And they are further organized into um, sub uh, subgroups that are sorted by the view type and scale. Next, we have sketches. These are meant for our internal studies or any um, sort of uh, studies that are or sketches that are issued outside of the official documentation. Then we have a group for um, coordination views that have that may have certain, you know, different visibility and graphic settings. Um, then we also have a very um, pretty well set up group of internal views that contain some, you know, helpful views for the teams to refer to and work in. Um, one of these is um, our set of collector views. Um, in this, we have a detail item collector uh, that consists of some of the most commonly used um, standard detail items. Um, this is only a fraction of our um, entire kind of library of detail item families. Um, and essentially, we, we just figured that it would be nice to have um, these, this preloaded content um, for project teams to kind of get started rather than um, 
rather than spending time to like browse and load in content um, on their own. So we've included little items. We've also included um, our standard line styles and patterns and filled regions. Um, so all in all, it's 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 been a very helpful sort of collector for teams. Um, each each time we start a new project, they are always um, kind of referring. This is the first thing that they kind of refer to as soon as they start detailing. Our second uh, group of internal views um, that is has proven to be very very useful is our work sets check um, views. Um, essentially, these are three D views that isolate every work set. Um, and uh, organize the model elements um, into, or they basically allow teams to organize the model elements um, into our standard list of work sets. Um, and we've actually recently developed a custom plugin um, that helps us generate these views um, much faster. Um, so this has proven to come really, really handy, um, especially during coordination. <clears throat> Lastly, we have, um, Personal views, um, these are uh, sorted by the team members' um, initials. So any personal views that you want to kind of work in uh, while you're modeling or you want to draw something um, that you don't want to want others to see, uh, you um, you basically file it under a personal, the personal views folder. So um, we use two custom parameters um, to organize these views, uh, namely the folder and um, and then group. These are controlled by um, the view template. So essentially any new view that is created um, automatically gets filed um, once it is assigned to a view template. So it's it's it, it doesn't take that much time to um, to basically sort sort these views. Um, so it's it it's rather kind of uh, helpful to to use these view templates and we always encourage teams to um, to always file their views so that um, the model looks um, well uh, sorted and organized. So for schedules, um, we have a similar sort of setup um, of groups. We have originals that again are unfiltered um, and contain all you know show all our module content um, and then we have a set of production schedules that go on sheets, um, including, you know, our um, our drawing list, um, our, our door schedule. These are schedules that are always or more often than not are used by the project teams. So we've already included these in the template so that teams are not having to start from scratch and build these um, from from zero. Um, next we have internal schedules. Um, these are for, um, essentially for like the maintenance and management of the model. Um, so managing sheets or managing rooms that are unplaced, um, or even managing the naming of views and the view templates that have been assigned to them. Um, there are, um, these are some of the, the more, the more sort of useful or more commonly used, um, schedules. So. <clears throat> Um, our sheets are also um, organized in in a similar manner, so they also use a custom parameter, um, and we have included um, our standard sort of series of sheets that typically every project needs. Um, obviously, the sheets will get added or deleted per uh, uh, the project needs. It always the sheet list will always grow um, depending on what the scope is. 
Um, but this is sort of a boilerplate version of um, of our sheet list. Um, and so some of these sheets have already been created and set up. So um, our general sheets are always um, kind of, you know, stay the same, but have our diagrams and symbols. Um, and so, so teams are not spending time uh, basically building these um, every time they start a new project. We have a group for zoning, um, and then we have our architectural um, uh, sheet series and are um, specifically talking about the, um, the, the detail sheets. We have some uh, standard details that we've already kind of laid out. Um, so this proves, um, uh, uh, basically this has proven to be very helpful for teams to start detailing. Um, so it, it provides them a starting point um, which they can then start to tweak um, based on um, their projects, you know, uh, uh, specific conditions. So the big, so the, this is sort of like a little uh, peek into the big template um, and it's really, really uh, sort of served as well and, um, you know, has proven time and again to be a great piece of infrastructure uh, for the teams. And um, especially uh, on this, uh, ongoing project that we have in the office. Um, we literally had a two week deadline um, that, uh, th you know, that the client was really kind of uh, held back on and they couldn't really, uh, we couldn't really negotiate, negotiate the timeline. Um, so uh, given that, you know, the client was rushing to submit it, um, we were able to deliver this because of our really, you know, robust template. Um, and I'm not gonna lie, we did with some one-nighters, some late nights, um, but the template, you know, nonetheless, the template did still serve us really well uh, with all with all the schedules that had already been pre-set up. Um, so um, now the, you know, uh, this this was just um, the template, but the other part of content template, uh, the content uh, development strategy, is uh, the development of the module content itself. Um, and we actually spend a lot of time um, creating clean standard Revit families for the office library. Uh, and uh, we've organized these, um, or we've organized this this content um, into what we call Revit containers. Um, and they are, they've sorted, sorted by their use um, or categories. So um, this one, for example, is a bathroom container um, and it has um, you know, plumbing fixtures, but also caseware families and specialty equipment, um, specifically um, just for uh, the bathroom. Similarly, we have uh, containers for the kitchen, we have lighting fixtures, um, we have um, MEP equipment, uh, and then we have, we've kind of grouped all the other things into an everything else uh, container. So within these container files, we then also have um, we've kind of laid everything out um all the families and their types um we we have them laid out in a catalog uh which helps uh teams to um kind of refer to browse through um these are all kind of labeled uh their their family names and type names are labeled so anytime somebody is looking for uh looking for a family uh essentially we refer we direct them to refer to the catalog to uh, browse through that before they come to us um, for uh, to ask for uh, a new sort of family to be um, modeled. 
Um, so uh, within um, so while while we are developing um, sort of the the content um, library, we uh, off, we use a lot of sort of third party tools um, to manage and maintain you know uh, maintain our sort of um, standards and and line styles and object styles. Um, it can get it's very easy to um, sort of lose track of those um, those things and um, these these plugins have really helped us. Uh, sort of maintain uh, a clean clean library. So the first one is um, PyRevit, um, uh, which uh, is is actually um, a set of, you know, it has a lot more features, um, but specifically talking about rep, uh, about content itself, um, the family quick check is one that uh, we use uh, just to, you know, make sure that there's no errors um, in, in the families. Um, so it, it it, it serves us pretty well. Um, then we have um, ID8 apps, um, and specifically for content, we have the style manager um, that allows us to uh, basically uh, purge out any unwanted styles um, or um, you know patterns and graphic uh, sort of graphics that are not or are standard. Um, and then lastly, we have, uh, we've recently kind of, um, employed, uh, a kinship, which is a cloud based, um, content, uh, management, uh, platform. And, uh, it comes with a Revit plugin, um, that allows us that, that kind of has this search engine. So teams actually now don't even have to go outside of Revit to, um, search, uh, through our library. Uh, so all they need to do is. Um, type in the search bar and um, look for content uh, either in the library or um, in in other sort of projects that um, that are in the office. So uh, any content that gets developed specifically for projects or gets loaded in um, can can easily be kind of um, uh, filtered or digged out from using Kinship. So um, obviously, uh, while we're still developing, um, you know, our content, our standard content for the Office Library, we are also supporting project teams to strategize for modeling project-specific geometry. Um, this is one of our uh, ongoing uh, projects uh, in the office. So this it it and it has a very sort of expressive facade that seems rather simple. Uh, at first glance, but um, as the team, you know, uh, has yet as the project has moved um, through concept and schematic design, the team has started to rationalize uh, this assembly of um, of these trusses, and um, they have been working on detailing um, the sections and the assemblies, and also the spacing of it. So we've worked with them to strategize a uh, modeling workflow. Uh, that allows us to identify um, different types um, and different conditions and kind of maintain them separately so that um, they all use um, sort of similar parameters um, and and just, you know, with different diff different values. So initially, we uh, identified three different panel types, uh, um, the exterior truss panels, the interior truss panels, and um, the exterior bar end panels. Um, and we started out uh, by developing a very basic sort of cu curtain, custom curtain panel 
um, that used um, some, you know, basic dimension parameters that would allow us to um, met, to kind of uh, manage like the, the angle of of these trusses. Um, and then later, uh, we actually uh, realized that we have a lot, you know, a lot more atypical conditions or a lot more um, phenotypes. So this these three uh, phenotypes actually expanded into um, uh, I don't even know how many, but um, you know, a lot more um, sub phenotypes or even different, um, you know, separate phenotypes as well, um, depending on the different conditions. And so it just goes to say that this is, you know, it's it's an ongoing dialogue. It's a collaborative effort um, that between the BIM team and the project teams um, that allow us to develop these models. Um, and it is because um, of this that we are able to then understand the team's needs, analyze these workflows, and then at the very end, kind of um, also understand what what teams want to automate, what kind of standards we need to have in our template, um, if if it's a very if it's a recurring sort of request. Uh, so we uh, kind of are always um, making notes of of what um, more we can add um, to our standards. Um, so uh, this is sort of you know, a brief kind of overview and, um, not, but not to say that this is, this is all of it. Um, so content, uh, never stops is what we, uh, we kind of say, uh, because there's always uh, room for improvement. We have actually a list of, um, you know, uh, a running list of things that we want to add and we're always, um, you know, uh, sort of how we have like monthly goals for, um, adding things to the template and, um, and, you know, even improving it even further. Um, and, uh, with that, this is, that is it. Um, thank you so much. Hello. Hi. Yes. Uh, so we're done with the presentation, Neha. Yes. Okay. So uh, any concluding note? Uh, they, can you can you wait for a couple of minutes? We'll just see that if we have some uh, what do you call uh, some questions Question. from the audience. Sure. Yes.